inside the confines of a standardized curriculum box to a teaching and learning space that is more creative? And how can you make this leap in your teaching practice in an easy and more systematic way that doesn't create more work for yourself during planning sessions? This is what I'm hoping to accomplish with Get Off the Dotted Line, a podcast that gives elementary teachers simple step-by-step tools, guidance, and advice on how to make teaching more creative without sacrificing high-quality content, instruction, skills, and amazing learning potential for your students. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Hendricks, and together we will explore different ways to simplify your planning and add a lot of creative impact that is outside the confines of standardized curriculum and the dotted lines. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about shared reading, or the act of reading that is shared between the teacher and the students. I'm going to discuss what shared reading is, how it fits into a balanced language arts instructional approach, and why you should adopt shared reading as part of your instruction, and even five things to do when you have students in a shared reading group in front of you. I'm going to give you some creative, easy tips for making your shared reading super effective and worth the time in your classroom. So by the end of this episode, I promise you will have five tips for your shared reading time so that you can implement them into your classroom with your students. And stay tuned for the Cut That Out section of this podcast, where I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the tips we talked about and use them right away. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, this episode will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. As I mentioned before, shared reading is the act of reading text that is shared between the teacher and the students. This means both the teacher and the students read something and discuss it together. Often with shared reading, books are selected that are more difficult for students to read on their own. However, the content within these more difficult books is sound and of interest to the students, so the book is still worth using. Many lower elementary teachers use big books as part of the shared reading experience. These books are just as they sound, large and oversized, so students can see the pictures and text from forever away. Sometimes, but not always, the book publishers print small-sized books to accompany those big books. This way, students can follow along with the big book or have their own copy in front of them. The shared experience in shared reading allows the teacher to read a small passage or phrase and the students respond. Often the response is from a predictable rhyme in a phrase of the book or a repeated phrase in the text that students can catch on to. Predictable books with repeated words, sentences, or phrases help emergent readers find the repetition, rhyme, and rhythm of the text. It should be noted that shared is the important word here. Students aren't passively listening to the teacher read. Rather, students are engaged in some part of the reading experience. So how does shared reading fit into a balanced literacy approach? Well, there are three ways this happens. First, 
Shared reading involves students in reading activities that they could not or may not be able to complete independently. Shared reading provides the scaffolding or the academic help for students to assist in the overall reading process. Second, shared reading provides students with some time for success. Exploring a high-level text where students are only obligated to read a small passage or phrase takes the pressure off the reading process for many students who are still learning. And finally, shared reading provides a purposeful practice period for students. During shared reading, teachers read aloud and model what fluent readers do. The text is read aloud several times. In my class, this process took place over subsequent and different days. So for example, the same big book was read on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. After multiple reads, the teacher engages the students in an activity based upon the shared book, its content, or the text. By the way, did you know that the use of placing a big book on a chart stand or easel for everyone to see was developed in New Zealand? So what are those five steps you should use during shared reading? Here they are with a few creative tips to match. Number one, the first step is pre-reading. Similar to the process of looking at a book and taking a picture walk in guided reading, pre-reading engages students in getting ready to read the book. Here the teacher may ask questions about a picture, talk with the students about a particular piece of content in the book, read the author's name and title, etc. Students can also be directed to make some prediction about what might happen in the book based upon a picture or the title. This technique is often valuable in shared reading experiences in grades 3 through 5 or 6. The second step is reading the text. During this step, the teacher reads the text aloud using a pointer or stick so students can actively follow along. If small books are being used at this time, the teacher should allow students to use their pointer finger to follow along. The teacher should read with good expression, follow all punctuation rules, and provide the best possible example of how the book could be read. The third step is responding. During this step, the reading is over, so the teacher and the students can have a bigger conversation together about the book. What did you like best and why? What part of the book surprised you? Why did it do that? Have you ever experienced the same thing as the character? How did you respond? If the teacher wanted to, this third step offers an opportunity to guide the students into a written response to the conversation questions. In grades K through 3 or 4, this would be where I would get the paper with the blank space at the top and the lines underneath for students to write and draw the responses. For students in grades 5 or 6, I would offer a journal-type written response that could be collected by the teacher, read, and responded to. The fourth step is exploration. During this step, the students have read the book before, so they're asked to take turns and read the book with the class using the pointer. My students loved this part. Also here, students can be asked to respond aloud to the predictable text in the book, if there is any. For example, in the story The Little Red Hen, all the animals respond, Not I, when asked to help. Students can say this phrase aloud when it appears. This step is also where the teacher can focus on high-frequency words, vocabulary, punctuation, or other highlights deemed age-appropriate. Here's where it might come in handy to ask your teacher partners or reading specialists for ideas. And finally, the students can engage in the act of application. 
When I was teaching, this final step happened on Fridays. We would read the book one last time and determine what to do with it as a collaborative class project. When we read a book about flowers, for example, and how the flower parts work together, we made one really large flower outside our classroom where every student contributed a petal with writing about how they contributed to the learning in our classroom. One time we read a book about blowing bubbles with bubble gum, so I distributed gum to each of my students and we sat chewing it, blowing bubbles, and graphing and calculating the strength, taste, and measurement of the bubbles blown. We used our calculations for math class later in the day. Yep, I distributed bubble gum, but be sure, we were able to spit it out before we went down to lunch. To recap, I promised you we would discuss five tips for your shared reading time that you can implement into your classroom. Here are the five shared reading tips again. Number one, pre-read the book and discover what it could be about. Number two, as the teacher, read the book with expression and fluency. Number three, ask questions so the students can respond to the text. Number four, Allow the students to explore the text with you by helping to read repeated words, phrases, or passages. And number five, apply the content knowledge from the book into a response sheet, journal, or class project. So there you have it. Five efficient and creative tips for your shared reading time to implement into your classroom. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, I hope these five shared reading ideas have helped you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Thank you so much for joining me this week. To review key takeaways from today's episode and get the free handout, please visit my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com. Before we go, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more. Please subscribe to Get Off the Dotted Line. I can't wait to share another podcast with you. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Paige Hendricks, in today's episode of Get Off the Dotted Line. See you next time.